Hello, my friends. It's been a little bit since I have recorded myself reading one of my pieces, um, but I'm going to do that. This one is called The Nourishment of Being, and it is about motherhood and nourishment. Here we go. Most days, I am woken up by some sort of screaming or crying. Crying on the baby monitor, crying toddler at my bedside, baby crying in my bed, screaming toddler on the monitor. <laughs> Admittedly, there are plenty of blissful and cute mornings where it's all sweetness, snuggles, and cuddles as well. And then there are the three or so times in the past three years I've actually woken up rested and felt like getting out of bed before the girls are awake. I have recently realized how much I wind myself up for the day, laying there in bed in the morning. I wake to the crying, heart racing, my mind coming in like a semi barreling down the interstate. Because of my insomnia this past year, my husband is the one that jumps out of bed, pulls on the shorts and t-shirt from the night before, and stumbles over to the girls' room to get up and starts making the, and starts making breakfast. I lay there, not letting myself soak in the moments of alone time or go back to sleep, but instead starting this pep talk around the imminent tasks of the day. It's so effortful, this preparing myself for the battle of the day. There's so much force in it, right from the very first waking moment. Drag myself out of bed, brush my teeth, wash my face, do my stretches, go downstairs, hold a crying baby and tiptoe around an edgy toddler while trying to do things like make coffee and unload the dishwasher. The really sneaky part is this has felt so normal. It is such an autopilot thing for me. It's habitual. I do. I cook. I take care of my hygiene. I care for. I plan. I shop. I nurse. I pick up the baby. I carry. I shush. I clean up. I wash dishes. I do laundry. I vacuum. I pick up toys. I schedule appointments. I go to appointments. I do what has to be done. I just do. I do the adult things. But what I've realized just recently is how rigid this is, how forceful, how energetically draining the systematic way of going about life can be. It's coming at life like a battering ram. And I've been told on more than one occasion, I can be like a bulldozer when it comes to getting stuff done. And in the past, I felt proud of this quality in myself. But what I found recently is, yes, it's nice to get stuff done. But then what are you left with? Stuff done. Great. But what about the energetic deficit you created to get that stuff done? What about the truth? There is no relationship to life from that place. There is no room for space or flow. And ultimately, there is no openness or reception for what life is offering you in the moment. In trauma terms, I am stuck in a fight response with life. Coming at life as if it's something that needs to be controlled and managed is just fighting with what is. I was talking to a friend who has the opposite side of a lot of my patterns, and she was saying how she gets stuck in a freeze response to life, avoiding and letting things go undone for four months. I've seen this pattern of mine to do, do, do before. This is not the new part. My practice, when I noticed myself moving too fast or believing my mind's urgency about the tasks, was to just stop. Stop doing just be still and come into my body. I've even written about this. This practice of stopping the doing was super helpful on one level, and I think it is what allowed me to deepen into this more recent truth I've found, which is that these two responses are equally untrue. 
To do or not to do is actually not the question. What I've found as I've sat and observed myself in this pattern is that it's not about doing and it's not about not doing either. When my, what my body craves is being. This is very subtle and nuanced, but it's creating an entirely new embodiment of the understanding of the doer fixer pattern that so many of us have in a society that values doing much more than being. Being is not doing nothing and it's not doing something either. It is being with. It is presence. And you can have presence whether or not you are doing something. So as I've played around with this newfound knowing, I can feel how elevating being above doing and not doing allows me to be with my life in an entirely new way. Constantly being in motion is a, product, is a protective mechanism. And protective mechanisms, by definition, put up barriers around you. They create a wall between you and your life. Originally, that wall was there to protect you. It blocked you from some kind of pain. But the thing about protective mechanisms is they will eventually solidify into a pattern and then they end up blocking joy and connection as well. I have felt this in particular with my girls and my husband. My inability to slow down and be with them left me constantly feeling a little disconnected, like I was holding them at an arm's length. And then I would want to distract from this feeling of disconnection, more doing um, this, this feeling of disconnection, more doing comes in handy there. My true desire is to be totally present with my loved ones and my life to really feel, receive, and have every little piece of joy, connection, nourishment, and love I can with them. And so this protective mechanism of always doing ended up blocking my ability to really allow in the beauty of each moment. I would find myself planning what to make for dinner while Maya was taking her first steps. I would find myself drawn to my phone messages when playing with Alma. I would find myself rushing Alma at bedtime so I could get back to whatever it was I wanted to do. I would find myself constantly scrolling social media while I nursed Maya. As I stop this pattern of overdoing and move into more being, I am also going to have to feel the things that it was protecting me against as well. The pain. But I have had enough experience unwinding patterns that I know feeling the pain and discomfort is well worth the amount of connection and joy I'll experience on the other side. The less walls we have between us and life, the greater spectrum of emotion we will need to feel. The higher highs and the lower lows, but it's worth it. Because the full spectrum of emotion and experience is where life happens. It is where true nourishment lies. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And what I found is that the more humanity I can experience, the more fulfilled I become. The love I have for my girls and my husband is a love that wakes me up to the truth that life is waiting for me in the feelings. I'm here for it. Every little morsel. So these are pieces of the journey into deep feminine nourishment we explore in my group container fed. I will begin the next round of fed in 2023. If you're interested, just send me a message and I'll put you down on the wait list. So, um, yeah, this piece, uh, took me quite some time to write. 
um, I've been kind of feeling these different pieces um, and really trying to like, it's, it's a, my point is this is actually a really, really subtle shift. And in my experience, subtlety is really hard to translate into words. Um, it can be really easy to kind of talk about very black and white concepts, um, but this is very kind of gray concept. And in my work with the feminine, the feminine is very subtle and nuanced. And it is within the subtlety and the nuances that the feminine lives. And so this in itself is a very kind of feminine um, discussion and kind of thing that I'm writing about. And so um, I can feel like the places where people might get kind of lost within this discussion. But the point is, is that there's like, ultimately what I'm talking about here is that it's not really about what you do, but it's the energy with which you do it. And that's so important, right? Because in the black and white, um, way of thinking we want it and we want it to be about doing or not doing right it's like do this don't do that but the truth is it's not actually about doing it or not doing it it's about how am I doing it what energy am I doing it with and what I've found in my own personal experience is that I've been having these experiences feeling kind of disconnected from life like I talked about and like kind of wondering like why do I feel this kind of like arm's length situation with my girls and with my husband in particular, like those two relationships, my relationship with Alma and Maya and my relationship with Sean are the most important relationships in my life. And for me to constantly kind of have this nagging feeling that there's something mm, like in between us that I'm not fully there with them that's something that is painful enough for me to really go deep and, and move through it with a fine tooth comb until I really come to the spot where I've found the thing that's there in between us. And this is, this is the thing. Like my doing pattern was actually the thing that was coming in between us. And the reason I couldn't see it before was because I was in this um, I talked about the Punisher in the last, I think my last substack. Let me look here. I'll tell you that. No, not my last one, but the one that's called The Punisher in a New Era. And I've written more about this on social media as well than the, more than here on my substack. Um, but I really needed to strip out The Punisher so that I could see this last little piece that's more nuanced because I, I was just constantly punishing myself, right? Like I feel this disconnection to my girls and I feel this constant kind of desire to be somewhere else when I'm with them. And then I would just, the punisher would come in so fast that there was no room for me to actually parse out what was going on. It was just immediately like, you're bad. You're bad for thinking that there's something wrong with you. Um, there's something wrong with this. There's something bad about the way you're doing it. And I would just immediately be like punishing myself for for the disconnection with my girls instead of actually 
feeling into why is it there, right? And this is a lot of what we actually talk about in Fed and what we've been talking about in Fed is this neutrality that we need to have to be able to actually start to figure out where our needs are and where our nourishment isn't and where we need to focus on nourishing ourselves and really figuring out why we don't have the nourishment that we need in these spots. And we can't do that with a lot of punishing and shame. It's actually impossible. And so a lot of times when when people start doing this kind of looking at themselves work, they immediately collapse into shame or punishment. And you know, you can even punish yourself for the shame or punish yourself for the punishing. It gets really multi-layered and like um, tricky. But we really can't even begin to start doing the work of this neutral observation until we remove the shame, until we remove the punishment. And that was really my experience here is that I removed this deeper thread of punishment in myself. And then all of a sudden, all of these places started opening up and I could actually see like what was going on neutrally. And that's the first step of actually of actually transforming anything. So this is a long way of saying if I have this feeling of disconnection between me and my girls and this constant desire, like this constant feeling of being pulled towards other things, like I'd rather be on my phone, I'd rather be, um, you know, working, I'd rather whatever the thing is, if you kind of feel like that's, that's something that comes up and you want to ask why, you have to be able to ask why without shame and without punishment threaded in there or else it's just going to create a new way to, to punish yourself or create a new avenue for shame to take you out. I hope this makes sense. It's like I said, it's very subtle and it's very nuanced and it's very hard to translate. Um, but I think, I think I'm doing as good a job as I can to translate this very nuanced and subtle thing. And, um, and so this whole piece is really about allowing in deeper nourishment, really allowing in like the full human experience, which is so much about, which is so much of what I want in my work. Like when I think about what, what do I want? What do I desire? Like what, is, what do I truly desire by all of this in life, right? By all of this work that I do and ways that I look at myself and like, it's really just to be able to receive my life in full, to actually be able to see and feel and have and receive all of the goodness that's here for me, all of the love that's here for me. Because, you know, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot here. And it's a lot to receive. And I and I want to. I really, really want to. And like I said at the end here, the love I have for my girls and my husband is the love that wakes me up to the truth that life is waiting for me in the feelings it's like we have a lot of resistance and a lot of reasons why we can't and why we don't want to change. And there's a lot of momentum to not changing. But it's only when the desire is stronger than that momentum and resistance that 
we can actually make the transformation. So we have to look in our lives and feel into like, where is that, where is that desire for, for change bigger than the resistance to the change? And it, once we hit that spot, we can like, we can really go from there. Not that there's no more work to be done, but there's, there's the spot that like we have to kind of hit before we actually commit and we're willing. And what I feel in this, in this piece and, and through this process that I'm digesting in this piece is how fucking willing I am. How fucking willing I am to feel the things that are here for me because I know it's worth it because it, because of that love that I have for my girls and my family and ultimately for myself, right? It's not like this surface level love or this conditional love. It's this unconditional love that I trust more than the resistance. So there's my little 20 minute snippet for the day. Um, I already talked about how to work with me. I do have three openings for one-to-one work. It's a year minimum. Um, if you feel called, this is the deepest work you can do with me. Um, and this is transformational work. Like that is what we will do together in this year. And transformational work takes a long time. So people that sell you these like three-week programs, you know, um, 30 days to a new you, it's just, it's just not real. Like you can't trust that, you know? So that's why I fed six months and that's why working with me one-on-one is a minimum of a year because these things take time to unwind. And that's, you know, that's just a year in the, in your life, in your whole life. If like true transformation happens, I mean, what is that worth? Right. It's definitely worth a year of your life. It's definitely worth six months of your life. And so this is also, this is all coming from the frequency of Fed, really. Like this is, this piece is about how Fed is working me Um, because my containers are based on frequency and they're not based on like my egoic idea of what I want to teach you. And so Fed transforms and teaches me at the same time as I am transmitting it to the people in the container. And so this is really, really huge piece of my own transformation that Fed has offered me through the process of holding this container. Um, and this nourishment of being is like a huge piece of it. So, so this is also very much kind of in the vein of Fed. And so if you feel this, if you feel in your body this desire and you're not really sure like for what or why, or maybe you are, but it's just like undeniable. That is your, that is your message to reach out and talk to me (laughs) about working together. Um, because something in you, something deep in you wants it and you trust that thing. It's the first step. Okay. Thank you so much. I will Talk to you soon and thank you for being here.